Dun, dun, dun. Boom, boom, boom. Season two, just for you. Is it just for me? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, gang. Um, so we're back. Um, <laughs> <You> sounds- <laughs> well, <laughs> do you want to do the intro? Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this podcast needs a title. Season two. Hey. I'm Erica Davis. And I'm Peter Malone Elliott. And this is real talk about writing, publishing, and everything in between. Welcome to the first episode of season two, gang. I have on my notes here that I'm supposed to ad lib humor. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Yeah. So up next in episode two. <laughs> yeah. So as we're a little can, rusty. As you can tell, uh, we haven't been doing this for about a month and a half, and it shows. Today, it's just us. There's no guest. Um, this is going to be one of our quick little 30-minute uh, just Erica and Petey episodes. Oh, I didn't know 30 minutes. Okay, ready, go. Okay, we're timing it. But first, the age-old question, Erica. How am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, Peter. It's definitely, this episode feels different than how we ended season one on that high note. Yes. Especially for people <laughs> who are listening back-to-back episodes. A lot's happened in the last month. Yeah. Without going in, into any like boring or private details, I'm just working on some trauma stuff and it's hard work and it's bringing up a lot of other trauma stuff in a good way, I guess. But it's just, this is the first time I've had a therapist who makes me do the work. It's good. Everyone else before her has been very empathetic. Oh, wow. That must be hard. That's very tough. Here's some coping mechanisms, but this one isn't giving me coping mechanisms. It's more like, okay, well, let's see why it feels like that. Right. Oh, here's something that happened when you were eight. It's it's a lot. It's uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically draining uh, to process a lot of this stuff. I'm feeling that today. I lost some sleep last night or two nights ago, and I'm still kind of recovering from that. Just with the tragedies that have been happening around the nation and the world. It's a lot. And yes, yes, it is. I've been looking forward to this. I've missed your face. I've oh. missed the top two thirds of your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's just going to be good to get back into the swing of this. I'm refilling my well good. while draining the old well. <laughs> so it, it so it's, very, it's very important to refill the well. It is gross. Having thunderstorms rolling in all week. I can't wait. We've, yeah. We're supposedly having a thunderstorm tomorrow. It's humid and hot here, but not yeah. to that extent. So that being said, I'm passing the talking stick to you, Peter Malone Elliott. Oh. How are you doing? Uh, you know, kind of, kind of the same. It hasn't been mm-hmm. a great few weeks uh, for mm-hmm. the world and for me personally. But, mm-hmm. you know, we truck on. We persevere. We, we've got some business to settle, I think. We do have a score to settle, don't I think, we? I, th- I think we do. That's that's the that's the theme, right? From the yeah. so everybody, I watched Jurassic Park last night. Last night, how long have we? I'm fine. Go ahead. At least I did it. <laughs> I know that's true. Here's the thing, gang. I it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea. Question. Question: Did you watch the entire thing? No, I turned it off after 30 minutes. Obviously, I will say my true opinions about a film or a book or whatever to friends personally, privately, but I'm not going to publicly ever publicly shit on something because what's the point? That's stupid. There's enough negativity in the world. But I will say that it is a very specific type of movie. It is a very nostalgic action adventure Mm -hmm. movie that is just not in my wheelhouse. 
How's that? <laughs> Very diplomatic. <laughs> Uh, Matt and I were talking about you behind your back a few I minutes know, he, ago. No, he told me. He and I were really just commiserating that one person in the universe doesn't like our favorite film. I Mine. know I'm completely in the minority, and that's fine. I accept you're, that. You're in the next generation. I imprinted on that movie. I was, oh God, I don't know, 14, 15 when it mm-hmm. came out. And it, I think it was the first like adult film that I saw. And right. I'm like, I thought this was going to be bloody, but I care about these people. The film adaptation of the book it's not about dinosaurs. It's about those people. To your credit, if I had seen something like that for the first time here in the year of our overlord, <coughs> Cthulhu 2022, Cthulhu. I probably would have stopped after like eight minutes of being like annoyed with the cheesiness and exposition. I I'm, gl- How- I'm glad I'm glad you acknowledge the cheesy I- expositionness. Oh, God. Yeah. No. But but back then mm-hmm. when it was unprecedented to see the, the sweeping helicopter shots and and then the the greenery right. and the the amazing animatronics given when it came out the the shot of what's the dinosaur with the really tall long neck it's the one where sam neil whips off his glasses and go oh, and it's the yeah. shot of, of the long dinosaur eating the tree that was cool yeah that, that was cool yeah i'll say that, that iconic cool. yep yeah that's good. continue sorry and how i could no i could talk about this all the day long and <laughs> on behalf of me and matt you're wrong, <laughs> That's fine. You're, but but you're not wrong. That's fine. You're, you're not wrong. Like your reasons for not liking it are very accurate. Again, like back, it's me watching Star Wars and being like, okay, now what? Like big <laughs> fucking deal. I'm just not interested in Star Wars. Like, I'm. I mean, I. Mean, I, I, I. It's fine, but I'm with eh, you too. It's. It's. You know. It's not my yeah, cup of tea. It wasn't my. It wasn't like I made my friend from, in uh, a childhood friend of mine who had never seen the movie Labyrinth with David Bowie. I mm. made him watch it when we were like 20 and he's like, what the hell is this acid trip? And I'm like, <laughs> isn't it great? He's like, no, <laughs> it's like that. When, if you imprint on something as a child no. and then you grow up with it, I don't know. I just, yeah. no, no, I, 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 I look, I get, the, go ahead. I, I get the nostalgia factor. I get it. Yeah. I totally yeah. understand that there, there are movies that I love that, you know, that objectively aren't, you know, terrific movies, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but you know, I love them anyway. I do think it's interesting that even today it's held up as one of the best movies ever made. I just that I find that intriguing. I am not that big of an opinion person to claim that it is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. I have a very specific. I don't I couldn't care less if it's like the best thing in the world. Titanic is one of the biggest grossing films in the world. Titanic. I'm not even saying like it like it. I mean, it did well financially, obviously, but like it's considered in film lore by most, I would say. And I'm sure Matt (sighs) listening to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) He would. He's nodding his head going. Yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made because like film lore holds it up as this very like, you know, exquisite example of cinema and i just i don't i don't i don't get it i completely get that i don't get it and that's fine Uh, that's really cool that's big of you to say because (laughs) it was groundbreaking for 1990 whatever it was yeah just emotional context and can i also say one thing like writing of it aside can we talk about how problematic the sam neil laura dern thing is because he's i never he's old enough to be his her father like it's even gross. she talks about that in a recent interview. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Um, I mean, he's Laura like Dern, he's like yeah. 45 being generous and she's like maybe 25. That's gross. Th- what bothers me on a, on a personal level is that uh-huh. I watched all your stupid movies and they were fucking fantastic. 
that makes me so mad that you didn't love Jurassic Park as much as I really, really enjoyed um, the fire smoke than the, the, the f- other thing. That was so good. The fire smoke and the other thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, right. Taylor Swift's films. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Taylor Swift. Yep. Taylor Sheridan. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm happy to watch anything that y- that you love. I'll watch anything. Question. Answer. What was the stopping point for for Jurassic Park? I got to the animated sequence in the theater where they're explaining everything. It's like I can't do this anymore. This is, it's like six I, seconds is, long, Peter. It n- no longer than that. <laughs> okay, two minutes. It's two. There's, it's a there's, two there's minute. The whole animation of like explaining about DNA. It's like I learned this in high school biology. I, oh my god! See, that was my favorite part. I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, this is more interesting than my high school biology. Not for me. I it, 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 it did give me a chuckle to see Newman. Out in Newman, the, out in the <gasps> Seinfeld universe. Just try it one more time and skip the cartoon part, and then you'll get to see Newman get his comeuppance. Peter, it's so good. Peter, what do you want me to watch now? I haven't seen Jaws either. And I've never Matt, seen Jaws. Matt seemed like very like surprised by that. It's like, yes, I've read I, the script. I have, not, I have not seen the Mechanical Shark movie. That's true. I've yeah, no, I've read the script. I think um, mm. forgettable. Okay, actually, let's give each other homework, movie homework, uh, TV show homework. I'm trying to get through Supernatural. Like I'm mm. half forcing myself to watch it, half kind of enjoying it because Misha Collins Barton Barton is no Misha Barton, Misha Collins. I can't no. tell them apart. The guy who's super cute. No. He's so funny. His character character, this like it's like the Dwight Schrute of Angels. He's so hilarious. It's the same thing every episode. Every there's 15 seasons, Peter. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I like how I mean, like, you know, what's the what's the Grey's Anatomy has been on the air for like what 17 years at this point? Something absurd. Yeah. I just never like, seen I, an episode. I don't how do you how do you keep a show going that long? I just I don't I don't without repeating things. I just I don't I don't Emotional. know. Emotional. Emotional attachments. I guess. I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jinx. We both said, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. You, you, you know what? I've been reading a lot more. I mean, like, I've, I've, I've I, I always read a book a month, you know, for, you know, for the stuff that I spotlight for book pipeline. But like, mm-hmm. I've, I've been, I've been making much more of an effort to, to read more often because I'm, I'm taking a, taking a, a backseat from the film and TV industry for the foreseeable future. I will read basically anything but high fantasy and high sci fi. I'll do anything else. I'll, I'll try. Actually, I super recommend uh, Jurassic Park. Michael okay. Crichton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I was saying this to Erica off, off camera. I genuinely be interested to, to, check, to try the book just to see. Actually, Peter, I want to circle back. You just mentioned that you're stepping back from the film and TV industry for yes. the foreseeable future. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? that yeah, the theme yeah for me this last few months has been letting go of toxic things yeah it's uh, without getting too into the weeds yes i did make the decision to, to step away from the film and tv industry for a while it's abundantly clear as i've you know i've had some success in the film and tv world and i've been in it for a long time it's really really tough out there things are much more cutthroat than they've ever been uh Mm -hmm. companies are shutting down studios are merging you know it's there are people that i've had meetings with that don't have a job anymore tastes are changing the thing that i've always kind of said about the film and tv industry and you know this isn't to say that the publishing world isn't difficult either because it is obviously the thing that i've always found kind of fascinating in a weird way about the film and tv world and it's not something you can really know understand fully until you've been in the industry is the mercurial nature of it things 
and attitudes about topics and projects and the types of things that will make money shift like on a dime all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, people are terrified in, especially in the film side, TV is a little bit different, but on the film side, no one knows how movies are going to make money anymore because people aren't going to theaters. They're not buying as many tickets, you know, and how historically how theatrical movies make money is, you know, going back to the 90s, they would make even if they didn't do well at the box office, they could make their budget back through DVD sales. Right. Yeah. That's how so many awesome mid budget movies were made in the 90s because, you know, they could sell out the DVDs and they'd be fine to make their money back. DVDs aren't right. a thing anymore. And when a movie goes to streaming, it's not like they get residuals from that. They so like say some financier, ex financier makes a movie. They pay um, X amount of dollars to make it. They release it. They sell it to a distributor. When it's out of theaters and it goes to a streaming service, that's a one time fee. Hmm. It's not like they keep getting you know monthly wow. residuals from that. So hmm. therefore, I mean, you can just think about the amount of money they're losing. It's really tough. So all that said, I've had some really, really toxic interactions with people in the industry the past Mm -hmm. couple of years. And I came to the realization that I just, I couldn't invest my mental health right now in an industry that's so in flux. 20 years from now, we're going to look back at this time in the film and TV industry as a major shift, kind of like akin to like from the twenties and thirties when it went from silence to talkies. Mm -hmm. I I think this is going to be a massive, massive shift in the industry. And until things kind of the dust settles and people kind of figure out how to do things and make money, you know, and not make it and make as much money as they were making, things are going to be really turbulent. It's unsustainable lifestyle. It's a really, really specific, difficult one. And I've just made the decision to focus on writing books and working in the publishing industry for a while. I know how big of a decision that must've been for you. And as you've said to me in the past, really proud of you for making that choice for yourself and Thanks. putting yourself first because Thank you. Thank I, you. I get it. It was, it was funny. I was taking, when I was thinking about this and kind of reflecting and, you know, whatnot, I kind of took a step back. I was like, okay, add up all of the, you know, projects for you that have fallen through, add up all of the things, you know, where you've had producers attached and people are packaging and, and it falls through and people tell you they're going to do things and it falls through, et cetera. Add all that up. If the film and TV industry was a a human and you had a relationship with this human and this many things went wrong in a relationship with a human, how toxic would that relationship be? Extremely. It would be be the most unhealthy relationship I've ever had in my life. (laughs) So follow up question then. What were the signs for you that it was toxic relationship being in the film and TV industry? Cumulatively, and you add up all the other things that have happened to me in the past couple of years in the industry, it just, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. I spent a lot of time developing a premise and script and story that I was really, really passionate about. And I still love it. And I think I'm going to turn it into a book, but I, you know, I spent five, five and a half months of my life developing the script, developing the story, developing the characters. Now the appetite for this script is completely kaput in the industry because one similar movie tanked at the box office. And that's the way the industry is. It's completely inside out. If if a movie doesn't do well commercially, even if it does well critically, bombs at the box office, studios and financiers will not pay for a similar movie like that for years. It's, it's just, it, that was kind of the final drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. I just, 
you know, I mean, as a writer, you live and die with all the projects that you do. Right. And when I spend so much time on these things and I put them out and it's just kind of met with, it's tough. Oh man. How does it feel since you've made this choice? Good is relative. I know I made the right decision. Uh, So I'm not in doubt about that. I know the publishing industry has its difficulties and I get it, obviously, but I really do find it much more healthy. It's supportive and it's much more cut and dry. To anyone who's listening and might be getting bummed out by this, the light at the other end of that flaming baton of information is that you did make a movie called Wired Shut, which I saw and you told me it was a slow burn thriller and that was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I loved how <laughs> terrifying it was, but whatever. Let's just shift the narrative a little bit mm-hmm. to the other end of it. And can you tell me a bit about the award that it yeah. got nominated for? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a lovely surprise. Uh, the movie got nominated for three Leo Awards, which is a, a regional Canadian, British Columbian award um, that nice. has a lot of notoriety in Canada. Um, awesome. I got nominated for best screenwriting. Uh, we got nominated for best cinematography. And yep. um, the actor that played our bad guy, Baytash Vizlali, got nominated for best supporting actor, which I'm really happy about. All of the actors in that movie did a phenomenal job, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that he is finally getting the recognition that he deserves. Um, That's fantastic. He, just, he blew the part out of the water, hit, hit it out of the park. So I'm going to be going to Vancouver for the the ceremony because there'll be like a, you know, a full in-person ceremony. Oh, nice. Um, And I'll get to see uh, the actors since, you know, I haven't seen them since we shot, which was three years ago at this point. So it'll be it'll be it'll be a fun little reunion. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Best of luck to Wired Shut. Um, Will they be broadcasting it like streaming? Uh, It'll it'll probably be streaming somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm proud of yeah. you, pal. Thanks. Yeah, it, it'll be a, it'll be a lovely kind of bookend. It's not like I'm saying I'm never going to write a script ever again in no, my life. Sure. Ever. But like the, the idea of writing stories that I'm really passionate about as a novel first and then turning those stories that I have written as novels into scripts is something mm-hmm. that really appeals to me. From a creative standpoint, too, I, I have much, much more control, too, mm-hmm. which also does appeal to me. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's why I left Hollywood. I worked in Los Angeles for eight months Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was more than enough time to know (laughs) I would have more control over a story as a novelist than as a screenwriter. But I learned a ton at my internships and my jobs there and met some amazing people and it wasn't for me. Yeah, Yeah. It's a very specific lifestyle. So I'm taking a break from writing just for a while, just to give myself some time to recharge. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I said this. You know, I mean, I had been writing something for a year and a half straight without a break. So I'm just I'm taking, you know, a month or two to kind of just decompress. But I am I am already thinking about what the next project will be. Anything you can tell us about it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would, it would just be the this this arsonist thing that I've been kind of talking about um, yes. making it into a book. I think I think there's more than enough story legs. Speaking <laughs> but, of but, Matt, but. Matt, I will watch Jaws. That will, I'm sure that will make you happy. I will watch Jaws. Wait a minute. Also, Goonies. I feel like I've seen Goonies at some point. I feel like you've already told me that you haven't. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Goonies is another Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Josh Brolin, right? Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin's in it. Amazing. All right. If you don't like Stranger Things, though, you might not like it either. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What about Stand By Me? Have you seen Stand By Me? A long time ago. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. What should I watch? I don't know if you'd like it. I just finished Outer Range on Amazon Prime with Josh Brolin. 
Um, hey, it's really, really good. It's very weird. It's like imagine if you have you have you read Sam Shepard? Do you like do you know who Sam Shepard is? Mm-mm. No. Okay. You cross him with Yellowstone and Twin Peaks. That's kind of like the the tone. It's very, very distinct. It's very strange, but it's it's good. It's very good. All right, buddy. I think you'd probably appreciate the visuals of nothing else because it looks beautiful. Oh, okay. you know what I would like for you to try? Okay. Gilmore Girls. I've never actually seen Gilmore Girls. I'll okay, try. you should give Gilmore I'll, Girls a try. I I'll would try, love to Gilmore scream sure. about Gilmore Girls sure. with you and Matt. <laughs> we should have Matt on in episode three and we can talk about Gilmore Girls. Does, does Matt like Gilmore Girls? Uh, he's obsessed with watching it. Um, and really funny. he got really weirdly into it. Yeah. Okay. I will. T- I will totally watch Gilmore Girls. I'll try that. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, good. Matt, this is your formal invitation to join us uh, for episode three. And we'll talk about Gilmore Girls. Cool. It's hey, Alexis that- Bledel. I know her. 2000. The pilot came out. Wowie. It's charming. All right. All right, well, buddy. Could you want to talk about our guest for episode two? Who's really I awesome? absolutely do. It is with great joy that I announce our first guest of season two, episode two, is Linda Epstein, a literary agent and author whose new YA novel, Repairing the World, is releasing in July. I am so excited to talk to her. Absolutely incredible human. Awesome. Hey, Erica. Yes, Peter. Whenever, whenever I asked you that, you always, you're always like, what, 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 Peter, what? I'm exasperated with myself. (laughs) Do we, do we want to set accountability goals? I'll be honest with you. I don't, but that's because I don't have that energy right now. Uh, It doesn't mean I'm not going to after this airs, right? Sure. So how about this? I mean, yeah, it seems like, I mean, I'm in a as I've mentioned, I'm in kind of a rest, a respite period in between projects right now. So yeah. I'm being very, I, I'm the type of person that if I'm not working on something, I feel like I'm being lazy. Um, and you know, which is its own, that's its own kettle of fish, but sure. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm making myself take time off, um, and recharge the, 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 the writing brain, so to speak. Okay. I like that. I can shift my lack of energy for that into an accountability ish goal to figure out something to do in place of writing. Okay. But that's it for episode one of season two, Peter. And if you have any questions, rants or raves about writing, or you want to learn more about us or pipeline, please visit pipelineartists.com. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at the podcast title on Instagram or Facebook at this podcast needs a title. And you can follow me at the Davis girl, or you can follow Peter at P M E writer. Puma writer. Puma la, 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 la.